Welcome down to this week's episode of Paddy Talks Golf, powered by 4Golf Custom. This week is all about a fellow, but I kind of look up to him. It's Tom Coyne, regular contributor to the Golfers Journal and a New York Times all, well, you could, I'll call him all-time bestseller. Everything he's ever written is a, is a New York Times bestseller from The Gentleman's Game. His first book, due to Paper Tiger, which I must buy, actually. Talk about uh, being a 16 handicapper going down to scratch. And he's most famous for, I think, um, a lot of Americans who travel to Ireland would have definitely read this book, a course called Ireland, through to a course called Scotland, and most recently, ACA, a course called America. It does loads of work with bringing... Americans and other golfers of the world to the shores of Ireland to play golf with Coin Golf, and uh, yeah, uh, has all has all kind of grown organically from being a writer, just writing about his experiences in golf through to golf travel, and then his exploits now as fellow podcast host. What you call it, fellow podcast host of, of the Golfers Journal and an editor producer and an all round nice guy. So. I hope you liked today's episode. Um, it was actually a very candid conversation um, and really speaks true to the whole unprofessionally or professionally unprofessional approach we take here. So sit back, relax, or maybe you're on your walk this Saturday morning. But I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you do, you know what to do. Leave another review, tell a friend. Okay, let's go. L- let's listen to what Tom Coyne is all about. Rolls there, Clet. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Where's Joe Bradley? What do you think it is? Donald Donovan is the left corner back. He hits it. He hits it. It's over the bar. Oh, holy Moses. It's all on this. finally meet up so since we are recording that's good we can tell folks how um you sent me a link for today but then we were going to meet yesterday i was all confused Here sure, we look, it would, it would, it's a it's a quite an irish way to do things isn't it but sure you mean well yeah i'm used to be on I, irish time i get you know which would just be a little more casual than american time but you kind of took it to a new level with the 24 hour um well, you're actually early by 24 hours, so you totally, the whole thing was messed up. But totally. we are here, and uh, that's all that matters. It sure is. I don't um, I don't beat about the bush. It is professionally unprofessional. So I suppose the organizing side is, is most positively unprofessionally unprofessional. But, you know. Well, see, it sets the tone. So I'm relaxed. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm prepared to be unprofessional. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're just kind of no. I'm just busting your chops, as we say. Uh, I appreciate you having me on, and really do appreciate the invite. I've been following your um, your exploits. You're go- watching the development of your golf swing on the Instagram, uh, which has been fun. And, I don't know what um, to say. Development now. You might say it to degrade degradation. Is it? A, I, no, I don't know. There, there's there's peaks and valleys. I'd say. There is. Uh, and you were, hey, you were recently talking, I think we should talk about golf fashion, because I think, weren't you talking about that recently? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, and it came from having a chat with a, a, a friend of mine. We grew up playing golf since we were nine, ten years of age. And he'd have, a, um, he'd have one way of looking at it. 
Uh, he actually, I don't drop names, but Adrian Lynch, if you're listening, um, <laughs> he left the golf the golf course here because of the way other people were dressed. All right, which is a bit weird. Just not used to it, and, and, and that's fine. Um, it's wait, a wait, vibe wait. over here in terms of like so wait, t-shirts, say- like a t-shirt and a, and a and you know what, a pair of Jordans and whatever. You know, when you say over here, so are you talking about at Lahinch? Oh, I mean like over over here because I'm looking out my window. Of the spare room and looking at um, little parkland <laughs> course in Nice. Oh, oh. So, yeah, okay. yeah, and and it's it's you know, it's it's grand. It's it's a lovely track. It's a members club. Yeah. Um, and and that's odd as well. Like they advertise it as a members club, so straight away over here everyone thinks it's private, but it's not. It's just the members own it. You know what I mean? So it just right, shows. Right, right, right. It just shows um, how you call it. But yeah, golf fashion. Um, I would say as long as it's tasteful, it should be fine. That's kind okay. of my synopsis now when you of say, the thing. When you say T-shirts, see, that's confusing sometimes to us Americans because we call it, like, sometimes I what I would call a golf shirt, I've heard referred to as a T-shirt in Ireland because, you know, it's a, it's a short sleeve shirt, you know? Yeah. So there's yeah. a confusion there. And then what are Jordans? You mean shorts <laughs> or sneakers? So, so, so T-shirts in Ireland is your basic, your basic cotton t-shirt okay yeah yeah with not a without a collar yeah, just like collarless and short and yeah not, right. not a polo shirt and um jordans in my world are are the shoes the sneakers you might say right jordan okay. 14s or that you know so they weren't um they weren't brogue-esque so sneakers and t-shirts you know? yeah i think for kids you know i'm okay with whatever a kid wants to wear as long as he's Absolutely. playing golf and right and doesn't look like you know, it's pajamas, um, yeah. which is American for the clothes we sleep in. Um, Loungewear, we call that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm totally good on that. But it was just a topic that was on my mind because I'm packing uh, to go on a trip, uh, leaving on a jet plane um, tonight. And so I was making some fashion choices, you know, the golf trip, packing for the golf trip. There can be sort of paralysis by overanalysis. I think sometimes, I look in my closet and it is um, it is embarrassing the the amount of of golf shirts, polo shirts, if you will, that I've amassed over time mm. um, because you get the chance to go to these places and you're like, oh, I gotta get a, I gotta get a shirt, I gotta get a hat. So it just accumulates. And I was starting like a one in one out policy, like at, like at a nightclub, right? Like if I was going to put a shirt in, I had to make the hard choice to get a shirt out. And, uh, and that's, and that, that lasted for a while, but I got to the point where I couldn't part ways with any more shirts. So anyway, it was just packing and was going through that whole deal. You know, what kind of belt situation, the, the belt adds a whole other level of that's gotten out of control now too. Um, so, you know, these are obviously first world problems, but, uh, yeah, you know, I just kind of stood there staring at my closet, not sure what to do. I, I pack for, um, two types. I will pack a more casual look. So, uh, trainer yes. golf shoes, and then, you know, to, it'd be polo shirt and, and, and slacks or trousers and a short option, like they're tailor mm-hmm. shorts and tailor pants. So that's generally fine. But I generally go with, um, navies, blues and pastels because they all match. Right. Uh-huh. right, so it doesn't matter about what, uh, and that's when I purchased them as well. It's like I can buy sky blue, dark blue, pink, any shade of purple, 
stay away from blacks because black only goes with black and grey or red. Um, but yeah, I'd pick a casual version based on the shoes. And then I'd have, it comes down to the shoes, really. Actually, yeah. It comes down to the shoes. Shoe, select, yeah. shoe selection. So yeah, I have a pair of um, uh, Nike, uh, like the, the Air 90 ones. Looks like you're right. walking down the, the high street. And um, then I, <laughs> you got to go for the classics after that, like the Premier Series. And you they do. Go you, they go with both. You got to go for joy across the board. Um, no doubt about it. So, yeah, shoes. Yeah, a little bit of, again, I almost broke out my new, um, some of the new premieres. But it's like you get them and then you're afraid to wear them. Um, so I'm like, when am I going to finally put these on? Is this the weekend? And I decided it's not, they're, they're going to wait. So I'm like three seasons behind on my, uh, on my foot joys. Um, not that I keep in full disclosure, foot joys kind enough from time to time to, to send a pair my way. Um, but not so many that I shouldn't, that I shouldn't be, have this sort of backlog. Um, but I just, they're just so nice to look at. I kind of just stare at them in my office here. Uh, anyway, they're a good, they're a good shelf item. They're a conversation starter, aren't they? What are these shoes up there? Sure. Why do you have all these shoes on your? Why do you have seventeen shoe boxes right. on your shelf? What's wrong with you? They're supposed. To, they're for your feet. Uh, um. Anyway, well, I'm glad we got to talk about that. We have other stuff to talk about too. See, I run a podcast, yeah. so I just might take it over and. Start asking you questions. Sure. If you're not careful. It, this, a lot of people um, don't understand. This is actually a two-way conversation. You know? so yeah, I, right. I, I embrace it, you know. I'll try and get some nuggets out of you that people don't know. And uh, you might ask me some political questions. I don't know. Whatever you're into. Okay. <laughs> we'll go to your, yeah, we'll go straight to politics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I generally ask people, uh, what is your earliest memory of golf? Earliest memory of golf? Um, probably not wanting to play golf is, is an early memory of, of, of golf for me because my brother, uh, who's about eight years older than me, uh, my middle brother, and then another brother is eight years older than me. I was like way at the end of the pack. Um, one of those surprises and, um, a pleasant surprise. I hope I've never really asked my parents. You're pleasant um, now. I think I've turned out all right. Uh, there were some, if there were some iffy spots, <laughs> uh, for sure. But the uh, my brother was really good and played in college and um, and I was kind of like I don't want to do that you know you don't just don't wanna, it's that's his thing I want to do something else mm -hmm. so I sort of grew up like to a point I think by like nine or ten I decided all right I'm gonna play um, and so my first memories of actually playing golf would have been like the Sunday afternoon clinic at my dad's golf club with you know twenty other kids all just swinging away amazing no one cracked somebody's head open um and then taking some lessons once you know did that for a year there's just the the clinic and then um lessons from there and then really got into the game by via caddying you know i started caddying when i was 12 years old so that meant i was at the golf club and it was nice that i caddied at the club where my dad played where i was a tech i guess i would technically have been a junior member so I could caddy and then go play, which was a nice uh, a nice situation. So it was really caddying that that kind of brought me into the game. Um, my, you know, my first. You want to hear my first Irish golf memories? Go for it. Get a key. I'm I'm on a roll. 
Well, Kilkeel would be where like my Irish walking, a course called Ireland starts. Um, but I've been going to play golf in Ireland since uh, I was about, like 12, 13. Okay. And I think early on played Enniscrone because uh, my family's from Mayo. So we were like up there on a family trip looking for gravestones and baptism records and all that. I don't know what we would have done if we found any. I guess we would have just taken a picture. It's not like you can talk to him. You know, like, hey, look, we actually are Irish, as if my big red gob isn't um, isn't proof enough. But uh, in any event, there was a course that they'd mentioned where we were staying. They said, down the road, you know, go play this place called Enniscrone. And at that point, it was very undiscovered. And the first five holes were actually just sort of flat and, and now occupy like the other course. It's been rerouted so that you go straight into the dunes, which is awesome. Um, but we were, that was an incredible day because, you know, we did like five flat holes and then we turned up into the dunes and we were like, oh, my God, what is this? We've never seen golf like this before. Um, so that kind of blew our minds. Yeah, that was a good day. Oh, that's interesting. And you're what, 12, I, 13? Yeah, it was probably 12, 13. And then in high school and early, my first memory. So do you play La Hinch? Is that the deal? Or yeah, you just I, get there often. That's, no, that's where I'm from. That's where I grew up. Um, yeah. None of my brothers, cousins, parents, extend, extended family by multiple generations, both ways. None of them play. Not one. Is that right? Not one. Huh. I think I make up for them all. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, what did they play? Were they like GAA people? Mu music. 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 Yeah. They did the music. Killed for Nora Katie Band. That's, that's where I'm from. Oh, nice but, one. Um, not joking. Actually, yeah, like my uncle John like still leads the band. And my dad was in for like 10 years. And my uncle got Jared is the singer. Yeah, yeah. So uh, kind of I played the banjo till, till a few years ago. I no way. Yeah, I sold it because I paid for like eight months of rent and just sitting in the corner doing gathering dust. So I need to buy another Sold your banjo. Mm. It's like that mm. Bon Jovi song. Oh, that's <laughs> terrible, man. <laughs> there he is living that, on a that's dream a pit, that's a pickup line for you isn't it yeah. like, that's yeah. it i told me banjo but um <laughs> but uh yeah it was it was through school um my my core friends went playing pitch and push and that was across the road from from what you call high school when i was about 11 and uh, 12 and then after a year they all went playing golf during the summer so oh, sure i'll go play golf and i think i had like a half a set half of the set was ladies clubs I then for like a year, um, and then I was in the Hinch then the next year, about 12, 12, 13. But yeah, because it was like 10 minutes away from the house. It was actually longer to get to the school, uh, the course near the school. But yeah, yeah, yeah. so I am live up near Dublin now, and, and there's a little parkland course, as I alluded to earlier on, just over the road, uh, over, literally over the wall. So my house, 20 square, 25 square meter garden, golf course. So um, Do you play there? I hope. So yeah, yeah. Close. So nine holes. I, Are you one of these own members who own it? No, to? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, it's but it's celebrating its thirty years anniversary, so it's not very long in golfing terms. But it's 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 three, it's multiple generations. But um, it's cool because there's still some like the founding members around. So it's not often you can say that. You know, the there founding members of the Hinch yeah. are long gone in, in the post office. But um, <laughs> it's true. But uh, no, it's good, and they're kind of putting structures in now for the future and talks of building out a proper partnership with schools to, you know, their pay will be in the course and stuff like that. Um, That's good. And academies and 
embracing the community a bit more and that type of stuff stuff you like to hear about anyway yeah you do like to hear about that stuff i have a very um speaking of lahinch though i do have a a, a very uh a dark memory of of lahinch which you know one of that i've come to embrace it as you know one of the top probably five links courses in the world and um and love everything about it but on my first visit there uh i i shall never forget uh i was 16 and i was on one of these you know bus trips with 20 americans you know you see them everywhere well you didn't for a while but now they're, they're coming back they're I guess. back I haven't seen them since 08 maybe yeah <laughs> they're coming back um and we'd been on you know bouncing around the southwest and here there and everywhere and I'd been playing really well. Uh, that was like a good time for my golf, like 16, 17, 18 years old. And um, I uh, and we arrived on a day when it was like the captain's prize or something was going on where they were just going to be able to push us out like in between a huge member's day. So it was packed. And you know how the first tee of the hinge is surround, like there's no hiding. You know, you've got on one side all the windows of everyone having lunch the other side, the offices, the back, like the whole town. So the tea is like surrounded by people. Um, and, you know, the captain came out to meet us and greet us and all this. And it was blah, blah, blah. It was great. And uh, so I get up to, uh, it's it's my turn to tee off. And I hear one of the guys who'd been on our, in, on our group, on our tour bus, whispers to the captain. I hear him. He says, wait, do you see this kid swing? And, oh, my God. I never swang at a golf ball. I don't remember much, to be honest, but I know I, 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 it was just the wind that was all anybody felt. Uh, I went after that thing very recklessly and just happened to nick the ball uh, off the tee to where it just kind of, and I didn't even whiff. There's almost something respect. I could have like, ah, practice swing, but I did just sort of nick the ball off the tee uh, in front of everyone and just like dead silence. Well, dead silence, except for my dad who said, God damn it um and then uh quickly put it back on the tee and then like top it to the front of the tee and then hack it up and i didn't calm down for like 12 holes so i didn't remember like my first time at la hinch and uh and forever i just had these this horrible association and these bad memories <laughs> this nightmare experience at la hinch uh it's taken me many trips back and many first tee balls off number one um that have gone in the air since to mm. get over it but golf is, uh, yeah, man, it's a humbling game. It, it, it can be harrowing. It can yeah. be a harrowing experience. That reminds me of, I played St. Andrews once. I won a trip. Oh, that's a good one. I won a, tri I won a trip through Facebook. So for years, I was always saying, yeah, so no one wins any of them things on, you know, tag a friend or leave a comment. And But I won. <laughs> Those things are helpful. I won. <laughs> I won. BMW Golf Sports Facebook page that at the time only had like 300 likes. That's about 50,000 50, now. So my, <laughs> the sample size was quite small. But I won it anyway. But we'll fast forward to the first tee. And it was like this big corporate uh, alliance by St. Andrew's tournament. So it was them and all their partners. So BMW's a partner. And there here's this random Irish young cowboy the rest are like they own bmw dealerships up and down the uk right. like vice presidents of alliance france and stuff anyway the lamp was out last rightfully so but there's like there's video cameras everywhere 
in St. Andrews, a couple hundred people on the tee and lines of BMWs on the right. And uh, <laughs> so grand. And a drone up there. There was a drone about 30 yards up in the sky, maybe 80 yards out. Big whopper of a yoke. <laughs> I have the picture. I have the picture in, the, in my little golf box over there. But um, <laughs> nail it. Nail a drive down the first. But I literally could feel the blood moving through my body. And I and yeah. I, the next the next shot I remember hitting is the I hit in the bunker on the second is I remember hitting the bunker shot. And the next shot I remember hitting is down the tenth tee. I have no yeah. I was like <laughs> gone. Like zero. I'm like, no, it, the the brain was not working. Uh, but, dude, that's uh, great. Yeah. And you didn't hit a BMW. I didn't which, hit a BMW. Which is good. I came that raises close. the stakes. There was one park beside <laughs> the road hole. I came close. I went left, <laughs> left on the road hole. I was close. It was like in between the road hole green and the 18T. Oh, nice. I was pretty close. Yeah, dangerous. You chip it through a grill. But yeah, similar experiences. <laughs> similar, somewhat similar anyway. Um, when did you decide that you were going to write things? Ah, uh, geez. Um, I always gravitated toward writing i think it's obnoxious when people say like you know when did you say it's like oh when i was four years old i knew i was going to be a paint i knew i was going to be a painter when did you or, realize you, know, you were you were okay at it then we'll say. yeah uh i think i started to get some feedback in um high school where i was like okay you know one thing leads to the next right you know you get good feedback mm -hmm. in high school you like doing it you're good at it you care about it more than the other subjects you gravitate toward it, you know, I'm talking about sort of literature at this point, and um, you end up majoring it in college and, and, and sort of, and that's, that's kind of how things progressed for me, you know, I got um, good feedback on my work, and, and sort of, uh, it was something I enjoyed doing, it was something that I could do well in, and not have to, to work as hard, so maybe out of laziness as well. Um, it was funny, though, like, the first memory of any writing that I've done I was in, I was actually in first grade and they had this, um, I remember there was a dictionary, a Christmas dictionary where it was all like the Christmas words, mistletoe and Santa Claus and North Pole and all this stuff. And so like, and some pretty sophisticated words, like words that a first grader, you know, a six-year-old wouldn't be able to spell or write. But I just thought, oh, let's, this is cool. I'm, and there's pictures with them. So I, I'm going to turn this all into a, like a story. I wrote this like three page story with all these big words in it. Um, but essentially like actually looking back, sort of cribbing or plagiarizing or whatever but it, not really just borrowing words showed it to my teacher she freaked out she's like what like you're a right you're a prodigy for using these words i didn't tell her about the dictionary part but uh <laughs> she she like marched me down to fourth grade and had me read the story to them i guess maybe to shame them or uh <laughs> to some for some reason but nonetheless no, nothing like a bit of peer learning <laughs> right look at what this first grader can do you idiots um and I remember in that moment, something that I really liked about writing was uh, approval that I liked when they clapped. I liked the fact that I could, I did something that people thought I was good at. And, um, and that kind of, I don't know that it's never happened in golf. So I don't know why I'm still playing golf, but um, with, with writing, it was a place where I did get, um, I was, I was likely to get a little more to feel that sense of, of approval, which is uh, for a young person is pretty important. You know, it makes you feel like you belong and you feel like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. So, um, yeah, started, you know, college and then ended up the big moment is actually has an Irish element to it as well. I mean, I studied in college, I studied English literature and Irish literature 
we had a good Irish studies program at Notre Dame where we actually, I mean, I actually took Irish language, which you won't meet too many Americans who've taken Irish in school. Uh, Conus Tattoo. You, you and, wouldn't find uh, many people, you wouldn't find many Irish people anymore. Good at Mahogat. Um, in any event, uh, so, you know, I took uh, to take a couple semesters and I can only say hello and thank you and, and this, that, and the other, but we, so we could, we could translate some stuff, but did Irish studies and thought, ah, I'm going to go to, I got into Trinity to do a master's in Irish lit. And I thought, ah, that's going to be my path. And, um, but I'd also applied to a writing program because I thought, you know, I love the writing and what if I get into a writing program and write fiction and that would be a dream. So I applied to one program and I got waitlisted. Um, I was first on the waitlist, but everybody had said yes. So I was out and I was, it was cool. I was headed to Dublin. I had an apartment rented and, um, and a, like about five days before I was supposed to leave, somebody at this writing program dropped out. Uh, so I switched my plans. Well, and my dad helped in that decision because I needed help financially to go to Ireland while the writing program was full scholarship, fully funded. So, um, and it was really what I wanted to do anyway. So I ended up at the writing program. That's where I wrote my novel, first novel, and that launched my career. So, um, could have gone on a very different path if there's some stranger out there didn't decide to not go to the graduate writing program i would have gone to trinity and i don't know honestly i'd probably be caddying at lahinch let's 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 face it um today which is a great job and uh tax, but tax, that, tax that, free tax free tax yeah. free cash um, unless, money until, until they try catch you <laughs> <laughs> They came but down, you know. <laughs> and I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was guiding there. The tax man? At the peak of the boom. Oh, I was. I was guiding there. Uh, put myself through college through caddying there. So anybody yeah. listening, get down to your local golf club, wherever it is, and you'll get you'll find a couple of people to carry a bag for no matter where you are. But um, yeah, it's like a 14. So like, oh, four. I was in college, oh, four. Yeah, so oh, two. I started caddying at about 16 years of age. And I was in college, I remember, and they came down during the summer, revenue commissioners, black van, uh, of course, the course they were, and Caddy Master, yeah, right. Caddy Master runs in, and Paul, the, the previous Caddy Master, English guy, runs in, lads, run, get, get out of here, rev, rev, rev calm, go, out the back door, so a few of us ran down the Lascana Road, couple, couple of people <laughs> ran over onto the beach, and people, there's a couple of people like Hank stayed there. And whatever, Hank was okay. And Caddy in the revenue, they walked out into the course. And I asked him, are you caddying for this person? No, no, no. No, 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 I'm not caddying. The deal is he comes over here and I carry his bags. And then when I go to America, he carries mine. <laughs> so, so, yeah, they did come down once upon a time. Um, yeah, because half the lads, uh. half, half the folks at those times, not now, of course. No, no, no. Then you'd be, you'd be claiming dole money. You'll be, be claiming social service money and, and then also earning about two grand a week. <laughs> I was earning more yeah, than Yeah, right. Dad. I was earning more I than mean, my dad. It was it's bonkers. Because I do double bag, double round a day, and then play nine holes myself at the end when you're 16. You have the legs to do that. Killing it. Yeah. It's the best. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a great job. It was the best job. You know, I mean, it was the only other job I've ever really had. Aside, well, I did, I did teach, but I didn't consider that. Um, you know that was it was the best yeah get you know cash money good money and uh and then being outside being in the sunshine getting exercise and then getting to go play golf it was pretty great learning how to relate to people 
no matter who that person is or where they're from. Hundred percent is, is a serious skill. I think I acquired from looping around that part of the world. Absolutely. I tell um, people in terms of my writing life, I think that also the best storytellers that I was ever around um, were my caddy friends, like sitting around and waiting for a loop and listening to the older guys tell stories yeah. that they're still the funniest stories I ever heard. They're still the uh, the greatest stories. Uh, I still laugh thinking about them. And I was, you know, 15 years old. So that as a, as a storyteller, learning timing and circumstance and characters uh, caddying was just incredibly important. Oh, it was class. And I, I think it was Seamus Rush. Do you ever come across Seamus? Uh, I don't know. He's, he's uh, I think he's in his late seventies, if not early eighties now. Um, big white, big white Santa beard and, and still full mop of white hair. And he'd start a joke in the, in the caddy shack at maybe 6am. And he'd only finish, he'd only give the punchline to those who'd be caddying it with him at like the 14 tee box. <laughs> And the 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 two the two of us would be rolling around the three guys would be rolling around the fourteen tee box there at the bottom under the hill, and, and the Americans whoever we were kind for wouldn't have a clue. They're like, "What are these lads smoking?" <laughs> he was all good for a late punchline, but three hours after he told the initial joke. <laughs> when did when did golf travel become uh, one of your priorities? Coin golf, and yeah, uh, the coin cup. I'll tell you, it's it's developed over time. I mean, it's I, I suppose it starts with the Ireland book. You know, I, I the the novel I referred to, which was actually about caddies and growing up at a golf course. Um, that was called a gentleman's game, and I wrote that in graduate school, and that's what got me into the golf writing world, sort of by accident. I, I needed to write a novel, and the only thing I knew anything about was golf, uh, so it was a good, a happy accident. Um, and that got me into golf writing. And then I did a book called Paper Tiger, where I tried to play pro um, as a regular golfer, like tried to like break through and play at the next level. You, you got from what, 16 to scratch on that? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, like 12 to scratch. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, if you're a scratch golfer and you go to the Canadian Tour Qualifying School, you are the worst golfer in the on the property uh, that day. That, that, that particular day but i did have my moments uh and it is it does have a happy ending that book's called paper tiger um people still read it and email me and say i'm gonna do this and i was like man you should really finish the book first um <laughs> you know it's, it's it's hard you know and uh so but i did i lived that dream for a while and it, so they, but there were more travel stories it wasn't until i did a course called ireland um where travel became a big part of the storytelling and, you know, and, and that just came from the, I wanted to write a book about golf in Ireland and I, but, you know, I was looking at a, a golf map of Ireland and thinking, all right, well, which, which courses am I going to write about or which spots am I going to go to? And it was like, well, I, I, I got to go to all of them. Right. And the map started to look like one sort of big giant golf course. You know, it's got these flag Ireland and um, golf map of Ireland is ringed with, with flags denoting golf courses. So I was like, well, why don't I just go from one to the next, to the next, to the next? And I'm really at this point, I'm talking only about Lynx courses, um, because that's the the magic, magical golf that you have that we lack in in the states. Um, no offense, you have great Parkland golf as well, but if I was going to write a book about Parkland golf courses, I'd probably write an American book. You have right? plenty of material local. Plenty of material right here in the big in, in the backyard. Um, so 
I, you know, went from one links to the next and sort of played Ireland as one giant golf course, and thus becomes the book, A Course Called Ireland. I did it on foot because, you know, when you play golf in Ireland, you don't take buggies, as you say, or at least at that time, um, we would go over on trips and like my dad would ask for a cart and then be like, what? You know, and and a scrum, no cart. Um, you walk. It's a it's a sport where you where you walk or you pull and pull your trolley or carry your bag. So I said that's what I'm going to do. So I carried my clubs all the way around Ireland for four months, and and that opened up this whole world of travel writing to me. Where, um, you know, then I go from Ireland. I do a similar thing in Scotland. I don't walk Scotland. Um, and then I recent the most recent book is is uh, a course called America, where I went to all 50 states and played every U.S. Open venue and played 300 courses and found the great American golf course. So um, it was it's great that I you know so it starts with Ireland, it goes to Scotland, and then uh, goes to America. But I think the interest in it, you know, I would go on these on these Irish bus tours, golf tours with my dad, you know, when I was in high school and college. And just loved that experience so, so much um, that now to have the chance to, so now because of the books, I can, I'm running trips for other people who, for a long time, people would reach out to me and be like, where should we go? What should we do? And I, first thing I'd be like, buy the book, would you? And then if they said, okay, I've read At your book. At least give, now give me a bit of value first. <laughs> right? Come on, man. Like, you know, just don't read the back cover and put it back. Um, but if they'd read the book and then you'd say, oh, okay, we'll go here, there, and, and et cetera. It's like, well, why don't I do this? You know, um, why don't I actually build some trips and create some experiences for people? And that's how the coin cup started, which, uh, we go back and forth between Ireland and Scotland every year. Actually, we're doing two years in a row now in Ireland, um, this year, 2020, it's been a, just a weird time to book tea times, um, as visitors, because there's so much backlog, as you know, mm. Uh, for people trying to get over and play, you know, the the big names in the Southwest and even the names in the North or Northwest too. So uh, we're actually doing Dublin. Um, we're going to, which is actually, it's going to be really, I'm pretty excited about it because not only is there great golf in and around Dublin, it's going to be the first coin cup where we didn't spend half of it on a bus, um, mm. you, you know, going from here to there. And, and um you we have a base and we're not moving and uh that's pretty great um so i'm excited about that so yeah now we're we're doing the coin cup the coin golf is our travel brand now that uh we're expanding and doing trips for small groups and also building some larger trips uh that will still be focused primarily on scotland ireland england um we might and we might even do some stuff in america but um that remains to be seen but yeah so the books led the, the books the audience of the books became willing travelers that in turn sort of so it's sort of a roundabout way that i i got into this travel thing no it's class and some something that i wished i um invested in before i did a couple of years ago because i saw it i saw it early i saw like the air the early gate imagery was for the golfers journal like yes. if you won like I was four years ago i was going that looks class but then but then you know i was like oh, my interpretation is um stereotypical golf magazine reader of, of years past because i quit buying it was like ah sure it'll just be the, it'll just turn into the same thing like the same right. how to fix this four years later and that'll just be the cycle but um but it is not so it is not that it is not that yeah. and, and it's i'll tell you thank you for bringing up the golfer's journal because 
it's been, you know, really one of the great experiences of my career. And I feel really, really lucky to be a part of it. Um, you know, it would have been six or seven years ago, maybe longer now when uh, Travis, the editor and Brendan, the publisher approached me and said, Was this, would this be something you're interested in? Uh, which is, you know, to write long form writing in a quarterly print only magazine with minimal advertising. Hmm. And I'm like, I thought they were joking because it's like, of course, that's every writer's dream. That doesn't exist. It doesn't exist, right? All those, you know, those <laughs> it didn't, of, right? You know, and then and that was the beauty of it. It didn't exist. And uh, and the and the reaction we got from the golf community and continue to is just it's been it's filled a niche that people wanted. Uh, we have uh, I, I'm biased, but I think we have the best um, writing uh, in golf, in part because we have great writers and in part because we're allowed to write long and, and write and develop stories that are. Um, you know, our, our cover story, we don't really have cover stories per se, but Rasa Pena is on our most recent cover, uh, where I was able to do a good long story about the Casey family and, and basically how Donegal is to me sort of rearranging, uh, a visitor's golf priorities, mm-hmm. um, in when they think about Ireland. I mean, the Southwest will always be King, but it used to be like, oh, you go to Donegal. If maybe you've been to Ireland six times and, and you're looking for some place you haven't been. And now it's like, Okay, between where else can you go and play Tom Doak, uh, Pat Ruddy, uh, Tom Morris, Gil Hans, and the greatest nine-holer in the universe, which is Perch Island, mm-hmm. um, where else can you get all that? And and that's in 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 the northwest of Ireland, and that's it's it's pretty awesome. So the Golfers Journal, you know, allows us to tell those kinds of stories, and also accompanies them with the photography. Um, uh, you know, if the writing's good, the photography is the best. There, we we, uh, it's it's awesome, and it's also as we describe it, it's a commercially quiet experience. We only have a handful of sponsors. They they you don't get a lot of ads in the mat in in the book. We call it a book, uh, at all, and uh, and it's members and subscribers supported. So, um, hey, that's my that's my pitch there, my elevator pitch. Oh no, but like every everyone, I'm getting it subs- subscription wise with two years. Um, nice one. And gradually, gradually um, acquiring the back issues, and every time kicking myself in the face, going, "I should, I should have these." You four years ago, I was like, start. "But Sherlock." Um, no, we're glad, we're happy to have you, and and we do ship to Ireland and UK anywhere. and so anywhere. What the and, whole, and, and, the whole and you world. get gifts and you get referral codes and and, and all oh, that you stuff. You have a lot of lot of good benefit, lot of benefits to being a member. It goes beyond. It pays for itself, Patty. It pays look for it. itself. Look at. Um, it's a quarterly, so um, look at how many pints you buy in a quarter, and it's only about four. You know what I mean? It's an excellent it's, point. It's it's a lunchtime. Like, it's a lunchtime amount of pints. <laughs> I love the um, use of the pint the pint scale there. <laughs> go, yeah. go back to brand new See, that one. That could get dangerous though, because <laughs> I don't drink anymore, so I could justify everything. Be like, I'm gonna get <laughs> that trip to Hawaii. Well, I didn't drink last year, so I should go. Uh, I should buy that Ferrari because that Ferrari is the 400 pints I didn't drink last month. There anyway, you go. Well, I, I quit smoking, like and they're like 15 euros a box. Right. <laughs> right. And that's three pints, so I'm away. Um, oh, far ahead. But no, I have a funny story about that one. So I, I've got some back issues, and then uh, like uh, back issues of the Golfer's Journal. I also have other back issues, but... Um, Christmas and my birthday 
is Jennifer and my wife has a conniption because she hasn't a clue. Because I like so many things and share so yeah. much stuff. She actually doesn't know what's priority. <laughs> I know, I know. So, but yeah. I was going on about these and going on about these. And um, I got a delivery about two weeks before my birthday. Um, with um, certain black lining packaging. It comes into the room Ooh. here. And uh, she's like, oh, what'd you get? Because we open posted virtual. That's grand. And, uh, she, and I said, oh, it's the issue... Issue one to four of the gaffer shirt. Yeah, I ordered yeah. it at Christmas, but there was like logistics and shipping. and But it's here now. It's in this class. And she sat down, like in the spare room. So the bed is like a foot away. So she sat in the corner of the bed and she was like, like incredibly depressed. Oh, no. <laughs> and she was like, did you get them for your birthday? I was like, no, no. I ordered them in December or whatever. I was like, no, well, I, I bought you issue one to four for your birthday. <laughs> oh. But, and this is, this is a yes, so yeah, but she was given a list. But anyway, she went up a previous list trying to surprise you then. But anyway, but the good story is, such is the power of the Godless Journal community, I hopped on the Discord onto mm, the, the Irish nice. chapter is there of all the Irish people in the community. And I said, hey, this happened, so shame on me. But if anybody wants issue one to four, you won't have to pay the ship and we'll just meet each other and you can come and get it. So I met, I met someone in... Um, in uh, Spawell there on the M50. But, uh, no way. You know, yeah, and he's like, there you go. Thank you very much. Dude, yeah. that's fantastic. So there you go. There's a story for you. And um, I've met four more people off the Discord in Ireland since and played golf together. So, and it's unreal because you just start off playing golf and you know what you're going to talk about. You're going to talk about, oh, have you played that course? Have you played that course? You're not talking about, oh, where'd you work? Or oh, how many kids do you have? You're literally straight into golf talk, deep, you know. So. I love that. That's a good point because this happened. I played, was I playing it? No, the day before yesterday. And, would, and, you know, and someone had done like the, what do you do? How many kids do you have thing? And I didn't do it in return. And I'm like, am I rude for not like doing it in return? But I said, you know what? I honestly don't care. And does well, that make I, me a I'm, bad person? I, I'm shit at that. Like they'll ask yeah. me, I was like, oh yeah, I've told you now. And that's how my mind works. I've told you. I've, I actually, that's part of like my conversational limit is like, I don't reciprocate on that, that basicality, small talk stuff. I know I don't <laughs> either. And so I felt, so I'm like, oh, am I a bad person? Blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, Hey, if you want to talk about like golf or like what we're actually out here doing, mm. I'll talk, I'll, I'll talk your ear off. Um, but yeah, I'm not good at, I'm not terribly good at the small talk either, but man, that is so great to know. Because, yeah, as part of the Golfer Journal, we have the Broken Tea Society, which is sort of like a, our online clubhouse where you can meet people from all here, there, and everywhere. And uh, and little chapters and people from your, your country or state or your city. So that is so cool that you're you're meeting up with people. That's exactly what we're hoping, you know, is happening. So that that makes, that's that's so very exciting. So anybody who asks you where you should go, just go, look, just subscribe to the Golfer Journal, get into the Broken Tea Society, and ask people where, where you're going, and they'll tell you. Because exactly. we, we see a lot of that in the Irish one about people coming in going, oh, I'm going to a dining hall. I have yeah. nine days. I have a five-day hall pass. <laughs> right. so I, have to, I, have to, I have to spend some time with my family, but I've got like three days or four days. So, yeah, that's what we do. That's what we do in there. Oh, so, I love um, it. I love that. So, yeah, what's your plan now, um, the rest for the forthcoming for the summer? What are you well, let's see. Year? I'll tell you. It's, it's going to be busy. We're actually still um, promoting... Not really, I'm not really promoting the book. Paperback's coming out really shortly. The America book, I mean, Aka. Okay. But I'm still Aka. Of course, called America. But I'm I'm still 
fulfilling some invitations and getting invitations to do events at golf clubs where, uh, so book signings and book talks. So mm. that I probably average one or two of those a week um, through the summer, uh, either going to like a turn someone's member guest or whatever, whatever, and talking and signing books. So um, that's great because part of the deal is that they buy, you know, Shit a large amount of uh, shitload of books for, every, <laughs> for everyone who's there, and uh, and you know, and it all comes out, uh, it all comes out nice. Um, we have some other trips though planned. The coin cup's going to Dublin, bringing my family for that, which I'm excited about. Nice. Um, so my it'll be my girls. They've come on the Scot on to to us with Scotland before, but it'll be their first time uh, in Ireland. And my little one, my eight year old, is now doing Irish dance, so she's kind of excited. Um, you have to check is, is there a river dance on oh you know what we just it's, tra- it's traveling and we just saw it last weekend would you believe it it was it was actually here <laughs> in uh in the play was in in wilmington delaware so their 25th anniversary show like they, they she was going nuts she loved it um yeah i mean do people is that like an american thing to do like do the irish dance like did do you irish dance i i i, I have uh, I, have, I mean, you're from a musical family. I think I have like 14 Irish dancing medals, all like under 10. <laughs> so nice I can one. I can do a re- like for Claire, not all Ireland stuff. So I was better right. than the three other kids, three other boys under 10 doing Irish dancing because <laughs> <laughs> everybody else was playing Gaelic football under 10. Right. Yeah, yeah, but there was a bit of there was a bit of who and how over you know um, uh, what do they call it? Child um, guardianship and you know fiddly diddly stuff so i didn't play local Gaelic football until i was old enough to fucking take care of myself um so i went irish dancing diddly, instead. Diddly stuff. no no, no fear no fear of, of that in irish dancing so uh under 10s claire real slip jig um yeah that was me so i have a couple so i can i can throw a shape Oh, that's how I call it now. Yeah, I wouldn't be anywhere as good as your daughter now at eight years of age no no she's just she's just starting she's just starting she uh She's excited though. So she I can do the one, two trees, back two trees. I can do those. Yeah, yeah. That's about where she's at. Set so anyway, they're Set coming. And now you can do. We should, uh, um, should I'll I'll check it up for you. Send me the dates and I'll check up when some set dancing is. There you go. And I think he'd enjoy that now. Oh, he'd love that. Absolutely. Oh, good stuff. Yeah, it's the last week of July. Uh so coin cup coming at you. Uh so that's going on. Going to Nantucket, never been there. We're spending a week there with the family um golf travels uh here there and everywhere uh going somewhere fun tomorrow or tonight actually going down to jacksonville florida for the uh the murray brothers caddyshack charity caddyshack extravaganza tournament so uh i think the tournament's actually friday but there's some shenanigans tomorrow i was told to come in for the shenanigans uh and then there might be shenanigans saturday it's it's just a lot of shenanigans uh, which is so everybody this will be on saturday this will be on saturday so everybody just go straight over to coin writer's instagram and you have all the debauchery there for you to view because they're, we they're batted for 24 hours on instagram stories so we'll pick up the friday stuff on the saturday we'll do the um, stories we'll do the posts there'll be there's bands there's a lot of stuff i i've never been so i'm, I'm pretty excited i had the chance uh last year i took the murray's um Took the Murray's. I, I I helped a tr- design a trip with our friend Tom Kennedy at Experience Ireland Golf, and uh, build a trip for the Murray brothers. So um, right as soon as you guys reopened, we jumped in and came That's on right. over. And, I was uh, a day ahead of them. I think 
on my trip, yeah. I went around the northeast and they almost overlapped. Um, but it was good, yeah. I I, I yeah. tracked that one on social. That was a that was a good experience to even watch, let alone be on. They loved it. So um, it'll be our first time all getting back together since that trip. And uh, so very much looking forward to that. But they had an absolute, they had a blast. And we ran them hard. I mean, we were playing every day, uh, a lot of bus time. It was a very ambitious schedule. I mean, we went from, you know, Port Salon and, and, and Rossipena, you know, all the way down to Galway and, you know, ended up, um, you know, it was it was a lot of bouncing around. But uh, they absolutely loved it. Good. I'm looking forward. Uh, I have a goal. I said on last week's podcast. I'll say it on next week's podcast because I have that one in the bank. I'll say it on next week's podcast as well. I have two main kind of um, pinpoints on my Google Maps for America, and it's Pinehurst and, and Bandon, right? So okay. will there be coin golf trips from this side of the Atlantic to that side of the Atlantic? Do you do them already? How about or, that? Or is there be a more structured one? I have already th- – that is that – is, I've thought about that. I said, you know, nobody's really doing that in terms of bringing, you know, there's so many tour operators bringing Americans, Canadians, whatever, over to Ireland and Scotland. Um, how about doing uh, the reverse? The mm. tricky thing is Because I know Cargoff do a bit. Cargoff do, do a bit. The artists, they coordinate American trips in America, but I, I do see yeah. that they're associated with, with them doing bits, yeah. It's tricky because... Um, I want to do that. I just want to find a way. It has to be done the right way. And the tricky thing is that a lot of the wish list courses that folks in Ireland, Scotland, England would have, Germany, whatever, uh, that they're private. And mm. in America, our private courses don't have visitor tea times, which sucks. Um, so, the you know, if you say like, hey, I want to play Marion, and then I want to go see, you know, Inverness and uh, Chicago golf or whatever, you know, it's like, sorry. Um, I, I could probably get one person. We'll, <laughs> I get, know one, we'll, one we'll, get, you, we'll get you into Fort Knox easier. If you want. Yeah. 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 Some, yeah, perhaps, but I'm glad that you've circled Pinehurst and, and Bandon because um, yeah, we should do some trips to get people over to those spots, which are very visitor friendly. Um, I mean, the best pine Pinehurst is awesome. Uh, but even that, just that area, uh, when you get to mid pines and tobacco road and to all the, and to pine needles, I mean, there's just, you could, you really could spend two weeks there and just have an absolute blast. Um, and of course, Bandon, uh, I couldn't for an Irish person, I wonder if you could pick a harder golf place, golf course to, to get, to get to <laughs> geographically. Well, if you're going exactly. to do it, it's, it's harder for people in America to get there nearly than for us. Like in it terms of time, is. it's probably the yeah. same. Like, like we go, what is it? A flight to New York, flight, and with it maybe a five hour, a five hour, and a two hour flight or something like that. Yeah, I mean, so you fly, <clears throat> yeah, you fly into Eugene. It's a two hour drive. Flying to Portland, five hour drive. Go through Denver. You can take the the short flight right into into uh, into Bend. So um, anyway, but it's worth it. So and once you get there, you're not moving. So there's in. that, right? You're you're you don't have to you don't have to unpack again. So um no, I'm glad you've circled those two. They're fantastic. And uh, but if yeah, that'd be interesting if Coin Golf ran a banded trip for for Irish. Um it'd be well, interesting because they're might, going we're yeah. going the other way. Anyone I speak to, oh, where are you going? They're kind of sick of Portugal, Spain, they're heading for Dubai. 
or oh, or Turkey, Antalya, and that's like a six-hour flight. I'm like, I've been, like, yeah, like Long Island or or like Brooklyn or, um, I'm trying to think what's the, what's the course, uh, U.S. Open, New York, um, Black Bet Horse, Bet Page Black is closer than, fucking Turkey, so I'll go there first. Thanks. <laughs> um. So yeah, that would be a good trip. We could do fenced. that easily. We'll just do all the Beth Page courses, uh, red, black, green, blue, etc. No, Boom. that's a plan. Um, Tom Coyne, these are the hard hitting, hitting questions now. Okay. Oh, good. Finally, we'll so get the take it. Get your thinking cap and throw it away. <laughs> Quick fire Q and A. You all set, Mister Coyne? I'm ready. What would your walk on song be? Ooh, my walk on song is Bob O'Reilly by the Who. It's a great intro to that song. I'll, I'll have the intro underlaying this one. Teenage Wasteland. Nice. Jim or pizza? Whoa, 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 whoa. What or pizza? Jim, as in the gymnasium. Or, oh, workout or pizza? Or pizza? Lip, workout, yeah, workout or pizza. Oh, okay. I thought I meant Jim like the person. Or Jim Beam. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Maybe not pizza. Jim Beam. <laughs> yeah. Workout or pizza? Jim to bring the pizza would be fine. Um, <laughs> no, I'm going to go. You know what? I'm turning over a new leaf right here. I'm saying Jim. I need to lose some weight. Hat, visor, or bucket hat? Oh, it's, 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 it's hat all day. I tried to be a bucket hat guy. I was told I looked stupid. And a visor, I get my, I can get, you know, my head gets the burn. So, yeah. No, I love a good, I grew up watching um, Jesper Parnovic. And Luke Donald signed his own a sun visor. Guy. If you've got a thick head of hair and you can pull it off, more power to you. I, 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 I applaud it's, it's it. It's still there. It's, the jeans are it. okay. I, I still got it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit thin, even when it's it's full, but it's thin hair, so I still will get. I would still get burned. Happy Gilmore or Tin Cup? Oh, oh, Happy Gilmore all day. Uh, tin Cup, the propos him spinning a three wood backwards off a green. I can't. It's unwatchable. Lehinch or Port Marner? Oh, sorry. Well, I'm tough one because I'm going taking a big group to Port Marner. I just paid to go to see this. Oh, I played Port Marner like no, three no. weeks ago, and I think I posted pictures a couple days ago. It's pure. Like there's nothing wrong. It is pure. It is pure. Absolutely love Port Marner, but there's only but. one Lehinch. There's only one Lehinch. Shout out to my man Patty, my other friend Patty. Um, can't wait to get back. Walk or cart? Walk always win the open or win the masters ah i'm going open uh, and that's I, i'm going open i you know what i got tickets um and then i just couldn't because we were doing the i thought the coin cup might be in scotland but once we decided to do ireland and um and i'm doing a trip in england in may it's like i'm just not going to do i'm not going to do a third european trip i don't think so no, I'm not. But uh, thankfully, it's going back there every five years. I just became a member of the St. Andrews Golf Club. Um, so I was like, well, you know, thank you. Um, but it's not like getting, it's not the RNA. No slight to the St. Andrews Golf Club, which has great history. Oh. And I'm so proud to be a member. But they were, um, it, it was, it's a, you know, anyway. <laughs> I wanted to go as a member and, and get to see it uh, from the club there uh, and all that fun stuff. But it is coming back every five years, so the next one, I hope to be there. But so I was asked that question. Masters are open recently, with three 
there were, and I was on a panel where there were three tour pros, guys on the Corn Ferry, and they were all masters, masters, masters. I'm the only one who said open. It's the original, man. It's the original. Absolutely. I have to tell you something when I finish the Q&A with two more questions. Uh, Instagram or Twitter? Uh, Instagram. Twitter gets a little toxic. A bit. Play or practice? Play. Life's too short for practice. Absolutely. When you said you became a member of a golf club, and I say congratulations, I say that to everyone. When they say, oh, I became a member of a golf club, I say congratulations. I say, well done. Enjoy it. But my son, hopefully by the time this goes out, so hopefully I'll have posted today from the location of my 11-year-old's first golf club membership. Hopefully, I'm hoping to find out by Friday. So yesterday. Where's that? LA Hinch. Hopefully, fingers crossed. No pressure, Paddy, but hopefully. <laughs> hopefully so he's no, joining should, as a fine. junior member? Fine. The junior, yeah. So he's 11. <clears throat> and he was diagnosed with autism when he was two and a half. Um, has been coming with me to the, the golf range or the, the golf house, as he's called it, since he was about four. And he'd hit one or two. I say hit one or two there and see what it catch on. He'd hit two because I said two. Do you know what I mean? That's the way you take yeah. it up. And then you go read a comic. I'd always have a couple of books ready for him. And um, I threw him in, not threw, I, I landed him into a golf camp. Stand, like regular golf camp, not one of the Ells for All of ones, just because it was on in Tralee, because that's where he lives with his mom or whatever. And I go down there every weekend. And I landed him in on the Saturday and I told Dave Power, the pro, I said, look, this could be, this could be five minutes and we'd be gone or it could be an hour or it could be the full thing. So my boy stays for the full thing. Mr. No way. I'm swinging his swing. And then I asked him after this, I says, do you want to come again? He goes, oh, yeah, I want, to, I want to do more golf camps. And that has now transpired to every weekend, we're going to the golf house. <laughs> we're going to the golf house. Dude. And we we do our own mm. golf camp. And um, so he hits, I do the same process. And I did the Ed for Autism um, certification in Ireland as well. They were over. So I have an idea. But he he needed to associate it with somebody else, not me, to kind of yeah, break through. Exactly. Break yeah. through that. So yeah. So hopefully now uh, we get some good news, and because that'd be a big thing, like inclusion for him, um, because he he knows our oh, dad's a, a member, so he can play on the grass, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can involve. Oh, I'm pulling. pulling for him. That's yeah, awesome, so, Patty. And when I said <clears throat> when I was saying that being it's not a big deal, etc., I meant in comparison to what um say becoming a member of a like a, a prestigious club in the states would involve not just uh, a lot of hoops to jump through but uh, a huge financial situation <laughs> yeah. so um that's what i mean it's a you know joining a, a, a scottish club in my experience um it's very affordable so mm-hmm. as long as i had some people to attest that i wasn't a jerk um uh, they were welcomed me as an out of country member and it wasn't like a complex it was a very straightforward experience and one that i can we can afford to do it's you know yeah, a couple definitely. hundred bucks a year so so that's what i I'm, i wasn't casting any shade on um on anyone. the club just the experience um, what am i going to say to you um if you've listened to some episodes you might know that there's one final question right so okay. we're gonna we're gonna put a scenario around it end of the coin cup it's in dublin you might be sitting in where we put you. We'll put you in. We'll put you in the back of the blind pig, which is like Ooh. a speakeasy type bar, right? Yeah. And it's a private table. It's you, and you can have six people at it: mm. Tom Coins, 
handle a dinner, if you will. Three people down the left, three people down the right. Who was at your dinner, Mr. O'Coin? Dead, alive, okay. fictional, non-fictional. Whoever oh, you want. Dead and alive? All right, great. Dead and alive. Okay, I'm going to go with, uh, I'll bring my old man and my grandfather, because I never really got to know him. So they'll take two spots for the coins. Uh, let's throw uh, old Tom in there. He'd be, he'd sound like he'd be good fun. Uh, I'd like Rory to come join us. Uh, he's, he seems to be the last golf pro I can cheer for. Um, and uh, an interesting guy with lots to say, uh, or, or speaks thoughtfully. Um, and okay, two more. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Then I will go with uh, James Joyce, because I got a lot of questions about what the hell he was trying to do. Um, no, uh, he'd just be like, I was just messing with everybody. Uh, Ulysses was a big joke. Uh, uh, yeah, so that, that, yeah, I need a, yeah, so the literary voice. Uh -huh. Oh, well, I want to stay literary, as, and if that's okay, and I'll that's go, fine. um, I'll go Shakespeare. Yeah, so Shakespeare, so two golfers, two family, two golfers, two writers. See how that works out? That works out. There it is. There it is. Well, that's, that's, done. that's my circle. Yeah. Well, thank cool. you so much for your time. It's been really insightful and listen to your story, maybe in a slightly different way than you might have been awesome. asked in the past. <laughs> Always. Um, Patty, that was a blast. You're the man and wishing you all the best. That was Mr. Tom Coyne. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode as much as I did having the chat with Tom Coyne. What a man. What a well traveled man. Um, great crack as well and does a lot for golf tourism in Ireland. So if you did like today's episode, leave a review. Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. I think you'll leave in a, a review on Google as well. Um, if you don't live in those places, sure, you'll find me on social somewhere and you can review someplace. Uh, we only accept five stars, you know, here. But um, thank you all for pressing play this week. Uh, another doozy of an episode next week with the Flyers Club. All right, so um, I didn't know what the Flyers Club was for ages. I thought they just did um, nice clothes. And nice hats, but they do a hell of a lot more than that. All right. We'll leave you back to your Saturday, your bank holiday weekend here in Ireland. So hopefully you've golf played. Hopefully you uh, had some time with the family laid out. I'm going for pancakes now um, with Christopher, who just who just became a member of the Hinch Golf Club since recording with Tom. Uh, very, very proud father I am. And um, almost tearfully happy. Um, that's what it means to to me and to my boy um, so yeah there's a bit of good news to follow on from that story earlier in today's episode or uh, this week's episode so yeah I love you and leave you enjoy your weekend same bad time same bad channel next Saturday 10am for another episode of Pay Talks Golf powered by the beautiful folks at 4 Golf Custom alright until we teed up again soon I'm Paddy <laughs>